Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. games coming up forget the days of social media wall-to-wall premier league coverage this is the barclays and we're covering the premier league from its inception to the current day month by month today we're looking at october and november in 1992 we've just been birthed out of the sky womb and we are now fully entrenched in the premier league football let's get stuck into it shall we quick reminder that if you are enjoying podcasts such as these then head on over to our patreon account where we've got bonus patreon stuff there for the price of a warm or cold pint three pound podcasts gaming stuff all your lovely what if suggestions scrunched up into a, a nice little neat mailbag there so today we're covering october and november in 1992 so let's head back in time shall we and what a game we've got to kick us off. Blackburn, Rovers, 7, Norwich City, 1. The league leaders, the early pace setters, absolutely blasted apart with the biggest win in Premier League history. The short Premier League history, of course. And this is an absolute crime of a scoreline. I don't care who you are. And I'm struggling to think of, well, I've got a few examples here of title challengers getting absolutely battered. Man United losing 5-0 and then 6-3 in successive weeks in 1966 springs to mind. Of course, they were gunning for that Premier League trophy again. They'd lose to Newcastle and they'd lose to Graeme Souness as Southampton back-to-back in the same week, but would, of course, recover to win the league. Arsenal got served a couple of whippings in the 2013-14 season by the likes of Liverpool and Man City. But at that time, they were sort of content with fourth and weren't true title challengers, were they really... They were sort of in between the Invincibles, the prime Wenger era of Highbury ending. And then you've got the 2015, 16, 17, those years where they looked like they might cause damage, but ultimately didn't. Arsenal have been on the end of a couple of whippings as well. 6-1 at Manchester United 2001. That was two Titanic teams going head-to-head for the title. United would, of course, win out there. And at the start of the 2011-12 season, again, kind of in this sort of lull for Arsenal that nine years without a trophy, they get beat 8-2 famously by Manchester United, again at Old Trafford. Um, but back to 1992, given that these aren't 
two established clubs are going to let it slide. We still don't know if this is good early season form from Norwich and Blackburn. Admittedly, got loads of money, but they've still just been promoted, haven't they? So we go to Anfield, Liverpool, eking out a 1-0 win against Sheffield Wednesday. A scuffed volley provides the winner, provided the winner by Don Hutchison. Not the last time he's dig his team out of a hole in this episode. And this is a goal that exactly what Liverpool needed to uh, gather some pace and get some form and get some points on the board. Likewise for Oldham, eking out Everton 1-0, Richard Johnson with a well-worked set-piece in what was by this point a basement battle and we'll see by the end of it, by the end of next season. Uh, some weeks down the line for that one. Arsenal versus Chelsea was, by this point, not really a big fixture. Arsenal won it 2-1. Two sides that would really come into their own this week. Settled by an excruciatingly late goal for Chelsea by uh, Ian Wright there after Dennis Weiss that dragged Chelsea back into the game. Elsewhere from this week, you've got Liverpool still not being able to buy an away winners' champions, losing 4-2 at Ipswich, Palace and Forest scraping points in their early relegation battles, drawing at Coventry and Man City. Man United's lack of firepower would be prevalent throughout this week. They'd um, struggle at Ayrson Park with a 1-1 draw. Steve Bruce scoring their only goal in that one. And an early Teddy Sheringham goal, not enough for Spurs at Loftus Road as they are haplessly beaten 4-1 by QPR. Sheffield United clamber out of the relegation zone by beating Southampton 2-0 whilst Dean Saunders in a hot streak of form, bagging two more goals for his club, his new club, Aston Villa, winning 3-2 away at Sellers Park at Wimbledon. So we move on to the next week and the glamour tie for the Premier League, Premier League season so far, unfortunately seen in front of an absolutely empty Stretford end because of the reworking of the ground and it is an absolute stormer of a game. Don Hutchison deflects strike for again uh, from long range to put Liverpool ahead. Ian Rush confirms himself as the greatest Liverpool scorer with a second goal provided by Jamie Redknapp and then you've got the comeback by Man United. You've got the beautiful Mark Hughes lob and an equally, if you're of that disposition, beautiful diving header to equalise a great reprieve, sombre interview from Mark Hughes afterwards, really carrying that charisma through in the interview. And elsewhere, we've got Norwich City getting back on track with a 2-1 win at QPR. Superb Chris Sutton diving header for the win. You do not see many of these nowadays, and you've got two in one week here. A bit of a mix-up for the QPR goal, which may cement a little bit of uh, softness for the Canaries, but we'll see as the season continues. Meanwhile, at Villa Park, you've got two title contenders going at it. Aston Villa, Blackburn Rovers, a game that really didn't deserve a 0-0. Ray Houghton forces one of the saves of the season off the Blackburn goalkeeper, should have gone in, but ultimately didn't. And elsewhere, Ellen Road, you've got a huge Yorkshire derby. Gets Leeds back on track with some late goals. Eric Cantona providing two assists in one of his final games in a white shirt. And elsewhere, round the grounds this week, we've got another win on the board for Chelsea, Mick Harford, the difference at home to Ipswich. Nottingham Forest deal, only their second win of the season. Kingsley Black's 84th minute winner at Middlesbrough, only there. First win since the opening day of the season there. Was a good response as Nottingham Forest, this was in the game in the hand. There was a good response because Nottingham Forest lost to an out of form, an in form rather, Arsenal three days prior, whilst Middlesbrough passed up a great chance to win at Tottenham, leading 2 0, but ultimately drawing late on in that one. Switzerland, Switzerland, Sheffield Wednesday blitzed into an early lead against Oldham to get some uh, much needed points on the board in their own battle to stay afloat. Was, there's lots of draws in this week. The neither defence was breached at Sellers Park in the Crystal Palace Man City game. You've got Everton and Coventry sharing two goals at Goodison and Perry Groves 
of Talksport fame, saved a point late on for Southampton at home to Wimbledon. And Liverpool were back in the goals the following week, blasting Norwich. Norwich blowing extremely hot and cold and there's some absolute cracking goals for Liverpool in this match. Elsewhere you got Wimbledon tying with Spurs. Wimbledon scoring despite an absolute horror challenge from John Fashion, who two foot in the Tottenham goalkeeper in the lead up to their goal and perhaps crumb of justice that Nick Bambi's equaliser probably wasn't over the line for the equaliser so well played all round to the officials there in a game that probably should have finished nil-nil but in a game that did finish nil-nil another game involving Blackburn in another top of the table clash which featured Manchester United as well who couldn't buy a goal of many goals at this stage perhaps Blackburn have used all their goals in that first game that we covered there the 7-1 win against Norwich and uh, we already know that Man United are in desperate need of this attacker, but will they get one? We'll find out, won't we, at the end of this episode. And uh, Arsenal beat Everton 2-0, quietly going about the business now, racking up some wins. You've got Ian Wright firmly in the goals, entrenched in the goals, as he often is. And Anders Limpar also scoring Paul Merson. Had a great had a great month here. I don't know if you won Player of the Month or Young Player of the Month, but he provided both goals. And elsewhere around the ground, you've got Chelsea getting a great win at Coventry, the home side losing once more and Coventry's slide was really beginning here after a fantastic start to the season they were in second place when we left you last week but now they're dropping like a stone at um, Portman Road we had to wait for the goals but four goals in 23 minutes were shared in an entertaining draw between Ipswich and Crystal Palace meanwhile Mike Sharon got the only goal as Man City beat Southampton and the Saints really really not having a good time of it and looking over their shoulder at the uh, relegation zone as well Middlesbrough still couldn't buy a win. They shared the points with Sheffield Wednesday. The same went for Oldham in a 1-1 draw with Aston Villa and Dalian Atkinson around this time, as, as well as Dean Sonden really peppering the goals in here for the uh, for the Villa. Uh, Sheffield United and Forest played out a very predictable nil-nil at the bottom of the table. One of those uninspiring draws between two teams who can't really find their groove and as such that game finished nil-nil. Leeds search for an away win or even a win continued as well as Les Ferdinand netted an 85th minute winner at QPR and we launched into spooky season into Halloween <laughs> weekend and Crystal Palace against Arsenal which was confirmed with a superb winning goal a well-worked team move finished off by former Palace legend of course Ian Wright Arsenal really gunning for the top half top four there um, which wasn't really a thing because you know Champions League only allowed one team in at this time. Sheffield United got a shocking win at um, Stamford Bridge in a match between a wildly out-of-form Blades and perhaps one of the form teams in the division. Of course, Sheffield United take it with Brian Dean scoring a winner at the bridge. And another shock to the system was Man United losing at home to the almighty Wimbledon. And United's lack of goals really, really crushing them here. Beaten by Wimbledon, a team who've only ever won at Old Trafford once and that was in 87, and Laurie Sanchez got the goal in that one. Leeds and Coventry, two teams out of form, completely drew 2-2. Leeds United's blush as well and truly spared by uh, Chris Fairclough's 90th minute equaliser, and it was shaping up to really be one of the worst defences of a league title ever. Obviously, this is the first instance of a Premier League title defence. Manchester United in... 2013-14, seventh place. Obviously, you've got the transition from Sir Alex Ferguson and David Moyes, a hapless transfer window. Not very well thought out transition from a club legend to his successor there, which United, of course, saw in the 70s after 
some at Busby left and the same applied here obviously United wouldn't get relegated or anything close to it but it was still a shocking defence of a league title Blackburn in 95 didn't uh, retain it too well but they weren't 7th place by any means and no team has really before Man United in 2014 finished as low as 7th that was until two years later when Chelsea in 2015-16 thanks to a a now famous Jose Mourinho third season combustion finished 10th and more understandably the following season Leicester finishing 12th in the 2016-17 season Chelsea's record blown out of the water but this was more understandable Leicester were in the Champions League they weren't even ex- they were nowhere near expected to win the league the season prior they were expected more to be relegated and get into the Champions League quarterfinals in this season and of course been outdone really by uh, other teams in and around them 12th place losing a lot of the star players slightly more understandable but back to 1992 and Manchester City still not lost in this episode two more of Mike Sharon in a in a 3-1 win this week they've got eight points from four games in this episode so Norwich they're indifferent but they were saved by Daryl Such's 86th minute equalising a 1-1 draw at Middlesbrough and just when you thought Nottingham Forest were clambering free getting a couple of points on the board Jason Dazell a 1-0 win gets the winner for Ipswich there Blackburn again goalless uh, couldn't win at Hillsborough 0-0 draw there Southampton got on the board finally in this episode at least with a 1-0 win at home to Oldham again another out of form team as such but two men firmly in form the tandem of Dean Saunders of Daly and Atkinson providing the goals one apiece in a 2-0 win against QPR. And finally, a bump in the road for an inform team, this time Liverpool with Naeem and Neil Ruddock scoring for Tottenham in a 2-0 win. So we we progress on to the following week and we have another Yorkshire derby, another Yorkshire derby con- containing Sheffield United and it was, of course, the first Steel City derby of the Premier League and Sheffield United got a lucky but Kind of quirky back heel for the first goal, but then David Hurst with a complete antithesis of that. An absolute thumping effort to equalise, draw Wednesday level. And to be fair, Steel City derby, first one in Premier League history, 1-1 draw, fair result. In my eyes, from what I saw in the highlights, Norwich, wild pendulum of their form continues to swing absolutely insanely. Mark Robbins back in the goals with a hat-trick. And um, his early season form slightly rejuvenated here with a win at Oldham. Meanwhile, Leeds had an absolute shocker at Main Road, their first away win of the Premier League. Still eludes them to Man City as well, albeit Man City quietly going about their business. Still not lost here. Uh, 11 points from five. That is good. some good form as they propel themselves to the top of the table. And around the ground, you've got Arsenal whipping a desperate Coventry 3-0 in the first half. You've got Daly and Atkinson scoring a win over Manchester United, who are by this point crying out for a striker. Will they get one? Can they find one? Hold on a few more weeks. And uh, Teddy Sheringham finally finds his groove again at Spurs, scoring again in a 2-0 win at Ewood Park. And again, Blackburn Rovers, despite Alan Shearer's fantastic form in the early part of the season, they've now gone three, three or four games here without scoring another loss here. Meanwhile, Chelsea keep up their form with a 3-1 win against 10-man Crystal Palace. Liverpool likewise with a with a Ronnie Rosenthal double in a 4-1 win at home to Middlesbrough. Ipswich and Southampton share the points in a dead 0-0 draw at the bottom and Everton and Wimbledon pick up absolutely invaluable away wins to close the week out. So we've got QPR, we've got Liverpool in the in the big game from the 
from the following week, you've got Ronnie Rosenthal again in the goals, not missing, not hitting the crossback from an open net this time. Superb late winner. And let's not forget that despite being a much-changed Liverpool from the dark leash days, Graham Souness has admittedly still is in charge now. Liverpool did win the league three years ago in 1990. So much has changed, but with this kind of form, you're starting to wonder that another title surge might be on and Liverpool might end three years of hurt. Um, maybe um, Man United finally back in the goals finally into the groove a double from Brian McClare another from Mark Hughes the first time scoring more than one goal in a Premier League game at least since the game against Liverpool beating Oldham 3-0 and Oldham sinking like a brick like Man United were until they stemmed the floor here with a uh, with a win at home to their uh, Lancastrian rivals Leeds beat Arsenal 3-0 and another tale of an out of form team beating an informed team and this Premier League season, the inaugural one, is so topsy-turvy. Arsenal getting absolutely splattered at Elland Road. The odd flashes of greatness from Leeds, probably the only thing stopping a complete spiralling out into the lower reaches of the Premier League. The bottom six or seven, maybe, well, not probably not relegation, let's be honest, but the odd wins here where they, put in, they can still score goals. It's, it's so bizarre. A team that can't buy a win, they score a couple of goals, Coventry, scored two against Man City at home and they were third at the end of the last episode the first ever episode now looking down they can't buy a win they went 2-0 up against Man City but they threw it away three goals inside 22 minutes that man Mike Sharon again scoring goals Keith Curl gets a one from the penalty spot and you've got Niall Quinn all getting in on the act to converge on a Man City win again superb superb football by the uh, main road lads and in Around the grounds, Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest had the chance to uh, begin a little bit of an escape, but drew themselves further into the mire. Both drew at the bottom of the table class, 21st versus 22nd. Not often you can say that in the Premier League era because of how it's structured. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich also shared the points, as did Tottenham and Aston Villa, as did Southampton and Blackburn. And these amount of draws seem really abnormal. Maybe it's because... The Premier League TV money hasn't kicked in, hasn't created this disparity yet in terms of a wildly, you know, pedestaled top four or big six. Now it's a free-for-all. You've got Leeds, the reigning champions, firmly in mid-table. Man United, the previous sort of would-be challengers, scrabbling around, can't score a goal, in around 7th, 8th, ninth. The bigger names of... Arsenal, Liverpool, only just now finding form and getting up into the top eight. It's just outstanding. And this is must be what football was like in the old first division where it was more of a level playing field. The days of Derby County, Nottingham Forest, all roaring from promotion to win a Premier League title, the first division title. You've got Ipswich running teams close, getting into European finals, etc., and it just seems a lot more varied, a lot more precious than what we have today. Not even what we have today, what we had from 2000 onwards where you've got a very clearly defined four or six that it's always a four or six. It's never a five, even though five teams pushed for the uh, pushed for the Premier League here. But the top five teams included Everton and Tottenham. So looking at the league table as towards the end of this episode Spurs are in 12th Everton are in 19th so that doesn't really carry it's just more tradition it's not more talent rather this is more talent no tradition but there we are there's my little rant so thankfully 
<laughs> return to the roundup. Chelsea continue their form to chalk up uh, another win in the win column at uh, Goodison Park. Middlesbrough getting a much needed win at home to Wimbledon to bring their opponents back down to earth after that sublime win at Old Trafford, of course. And Norwich, despite being in sort of kind of indifferent form, they confirmed they'd end the month on top of the table. At the top end of uh, November, they won 2 1 with uh, Mark Robbins refinding re- some form. Got that hat trick. Uh, a couple of games ago, gets another one late here. And moving on to the final week of this episode, we've got Arsenal-Manchester United. Not quite a Premier League classic yet. They did have that massive scrap in 1990. But going into this game, Manchester United had acquired the services of one striker at least. That being King Eric, Eric Cantona. He signed, but he's not yet making his debut. Watching from the stands at Highbury. But regardless, he'll watch his new side win as Man United win 1-0. Stretching there. Winning run to just two wins in eight and firmly stamp themselves into uh, sixth place in the league. But we'll get on to that in the next segment. So Norwich and Aston Villa, huge game at the top of the league. Six-pointer almost. But Norwich help themselves to another three points. Finally stringing together a bit of form. You saw it's a bit of a seesaw, ding-dong, yo-yo, top of the table, six-pointer clash in it. And the gap was still at five points. Testament to Norwich, really, who not only conceded in this game on the on the stroke of half-time, but also conceded immediately into the second half, instantly bringing 2-0 to 2-2. But Daryl Such, the man who got a, a, such a crucial equaliser a few weeks back, gets a, a 49th minute, win, win, minute winner here. And a, what was a bizarre spell in the game and Norwich see themselves through? They will end November, end the second episode of this podcast. Top of the Premier League table. Blackburn. Striving to be top of the table, of course, they will be in second place. And that is only achieved with a 1-0 win against QPR, usurping Arsenal thanks to their loss at home to Man United. Alan Shearer with goal number 13. And if it seemed as though anybody was going to challenge Norwich, it's these lads, really. Blackburn's dropped slightly off the pace, but with Shearer now firmly getting back in the goals here... You could see them having a great second half of the season, a bit of a second wind. They've only got 10 points from the seven matches that we've covered here, whilst Norwich have gained three points on them. It's still the 1-2 Norwich-Blackburn that we had at the end of the last episode. They're joined by some some old names breathing down the neck. You've got other names that we'll be discussing in the next segment, one of which, Liverpool, 5-0 at Crystal Palace. They're now in the big business of big wins now, really finding the form. Scored four goals a couple of times also in this episode and they are really hitting their stride. Likewise to, uh, got to say, for Chelsea as well, beating, of course, Leeds 1-0. <laughs> Leeds' wait for an away win continues, doesn't it? Chelsea maintaining that top five and the whispers of a title challenge, perhaps. 1955 was the last time that Chelsea won the league, of course, as we are from the point of view of November 92. Andy Townsend firing the winner in here against Leeds. So, around the grounds, we've got Ipswich pipping Everton to a 1-0 win. Ipswich ticking along rather well in the top half, kind of stealthily, really. Uh, picking up really 11 points from this episode. Moved up a position. Everton, though, are dropping. They are fighting relegation now, really. And uh, Man City lose out to Tottenham there. Their winning run comes to an end, unfortunately, with an own goal settling that one. But they are on the up, Man City. Tottenham, likewise. Nottingham Forest, predictably, get a home defeat, losing 2-1 to Southampton with Nigel Clough trying to save his dad's skin, but he can't. Mickey Adams gets the winner for the Saints and 
we've got Oldham and Middlesbrough, Oldham thrashing Middlesbrough. It's about time that Oldham romped home to a win. <laughs> There's now daylight between themselves and the relegation zone. Meanwhile, you've got marooned Sheffield United and Coventry, almost marooned Coventry, sharing the spoils, as did, of course, Wimbledon, Sheffield Wednesday, four clubs who desperately needed wins, who were in free fall almost, and four clubs who didn't get wins, didn't get losses, but end the month on one point apiece. And after this short break, we'll take a look at the league table, we'll decide the team of the week, and we'll pick apart the most memorable moment of the month. <laughs> Welcome back. So let's check out the Premier League table. All teams have played 17 points. We are all equal here, almost played halfway through the first ever Premier League season. So at the top of the table, Norwich with 36 points. Blackburn still in second behind them with 31. Meanwhile, you've got Aston Villa climbing six places, Villa climbing two places, Chelsea climbing four places. All had fantastic months with Ian Wright, Atkinson. You've got um, Andy Townsend all converging on their wins for their team. Aston Villa on 28 with Chelsea, Arsenal slightly ahead on 29. Meanwhile, you've got Man United dropping two places to sixth. QPR likewise to seventh. And you've got beneath them, you've got Man City and Liverpool climbing rapidly. Liverpool 10 places. They were just outside the relegation zone, if you remember last week. Man City and Liverpool both got 25 points. Meanwhile, Ipswich have climbed one place to 10th on 24 points and Coventry... They were in the third position. Now they are 11th after gaining just four points from seven matches, dropping eight places. Converging with them though, Tottenham Hotspur, mid-table, bang mid-table, bang average, 22 points, 12th place. Leeds, they're above Leeds, the champions of course, seven points from seven matches for Leeds. They are down five places on 21 points alongside Middlesbrough who take an identical record but from a match more of course, having played that game in hand. Sheffield Wednesday are also dropping there in in 15th place. Southampton's day where they are in 16th. Oldham have dropped to 17th. Sheffield United clamber out of the relegation zone somehow with nine points from seven matches. That is because, of course, of the poor form of Wimbledon below them. Crystal Palace below them. And Everton now below them, but still out of the drop zone in 19th place. Of course, we've got Nottingham Forest marooned. Five points from safety now looking quite bad as it is for Palace as well on 12 points. Wimbledon slightly less so on 15 there, but all of those bottom four having horrific months. So we've got to decide a team of the week. So there's three three standouts for me at least. You've got Arsenal who picked up 16 points. You've got Liverpool who also picked up 16 points. You've got Chelsea who picked up 15 points. They've all got hugely talented centre-forwards in their midst. Ian Rush, who broke the Liverpool goal-scoring record in this month, of course. Arsenal, you've got Ian Wright, Paul Merson having such a crucial time of it. The defence, of course, you can rely on the Arsenal defence, can't you? That back five that will remain until, well, many seasons to come, which will, of course, cover one episode sometime soon on the Barclays. Liverpool, they are, of course, FA Cup holders. They've found a spot of form best points return so far the best points return of the month alongside Arsenal as well and another team really that have gone under the radar Man City with 14 points Man City were unremarkable last time out let's say they were 14th they've gone up six positions taking 14 points from seven matches that's two points per game that is form for 
fourth, fifth, especially with 42 games in a season. That's almost title-challenging form in, in a 22-team season, rather, with 42 games. So you, you're talking 84 points if they kept that up. Obviously, whether they get that is anybody's guess, really. I'm going to plump with no. And, of course, Chelsea, Andy Townsend has been banging them in left, right and centre. And it's lovely to see Stamford Bridge in these old clips, really. <laughs> and it looks so different with the goals they'll be ever-changing from, even up to the times of cause light on the front of the shirt, Gianfranco Zola. And there's um, looking goals that you see at, like, sort of AstroTurf and Six Aside sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's lovely watching uh, Chelsea in around this time before the... Uh, the bastardization of all that money coming in, but that's by the by, and we'll end things with a memorable moment of the week, and of course it has to be a man who hasn't played for his club or his new club yet, a man who got two assists for Leeds in his last ever match, well, one of the last ever matches he would play for Leeds, and it is of course Eric Cantona, and as a Man United fan, slightly biased here, obviously, we will yet to see Eric Cantona's debut for Manchester United, we'll see it next week, of course, in the third episode of the Barclays, where we'll be covering December and January into 1993, the year I was born. So all this, I was still in the womb. And um, Gary Cantona is going to have one hell of a season. And maybe will he drag Manchester United out from the sixth to first? Who will win the league? It's looking now. If I was my age now and I was looking at it, November, or rather December the 1st, 1992, you've got Norwich and Blackburn are kind of like pretenders, in my opinion. You have got the element of Blackburn having money. But you've also got more established names in Arsenal. Who would, let's not forget, win the League Cup and the FA Cup this season? They could be on for a domestic treble. Also, Chelsea, maybe less established. They've only just come up, let's not forget, a couple of seasons ago. And then you've got Manchester United, who haven't won the league in such a long time. And maybe it's becoming too much of an obstacle psychologically. Will Ferguson be there much longer? Probably he's racked together a couple of cup wins, hasn't he? But um, only time will tell. So for me, if I was looking at this league table right now, with 28 years of football knowledge, but back from 1992, I'd say Arsenal. Because Arsenal, 89-91, they've still got George Graham, still got the majority of the players. I'd be saying, in this form, around Christmas, loaded games racked up together, Arsenal will be top. And you've got teams like Norwich, Blackburn, maybe even Villa may fall away. Maybe Liverpool look quite ominous if they maintain their form. If they get another 16 points from the following month, they'll be around the top four, won't they? But uh, we'll discuss that next week. Maybe Leeds will uh, find form. Who knows? Maybe they'll even win away, which they haven't done in the Premier League just yet. But we'll, uh, we'll find that all out next week again every Friday here on the back was episode 3 and thank you all so much for listening until then see you Network.